You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And in today's episode, I'm going to cover four things that you must do to put yourself out there and create a viable business with confidence and professionalism. Now, this episode is actually an interview with David Carroll, who I'm really excited to introduce you to. Dave is a qualified naturopath, health coach and commercial learning and development consultant. He has a passion for health and fitness and the dynamic relationship between mind and body, and he's also a small business coach. He helps clients to develop the skills, passion and mindset required to execute a winning business strategy. And having spent so many years in providing education and training and coaching services to his own client base, he knows exactly what it takes to put yourself out there and to succeed and actually engage clients. His big takeaway from today is that you can use education and training as a lever to sell coaching services. And that's one of the things that we'll be talking about. I hope you really enjoy this interview. Strap yourself in, it's a long one. Hey Dave, great to have you on the podcast and thanks so much for making the time. Hey Mel, great to see you. And uh, yeah, no, look, thank you for having me on. Very, very excited to uh, to, to talk to you about um yeah, what we're going to be discussing today. So thank you. I'm a little bit worried, actually. You are? Yeah, I'm wondering if this is going to turn into a bit of a, a rant <laughs> between us, because I know we're really on the same page with people bringing their greatness to the world and getting their businesses out there and becoming successful. And, and can, I know you edit, can you edit it after we've done it? Oh, yeah, I can take out all the rant. Well, some of the rant's important, I think. We need to be picky. <laughs> Look, you know, some people some people enjoy rant if it's talking their language. They don't mind it. So let's just roll with it. See what happens. Mm. You know, be prepared, everyone. Could be it is, could it be is, a bit ranty. <laughs> this could be this could be a bit 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 ranty, but that's fine. If it's quality rant, then it's good rant. Mm, good point. So, Dave, we're doing an event in a couple of weeks, or in December, I should say, and this is kind of a bit of a lead into that and explaining some of the concepts that you're going to cover in that. Um, and I had suggested to you that we talk about the reasons why coaches struggle to sell and or build their businesses and sell, and then four things they need to master to be able to do that. And I think you agree that that's probably a fair overview of what we're going to cover today. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, it, often it's the simple things that, that are missed. Um, and, and with health coaches and having been in the health and fitness and holistic health area for probably over 25 years now, and someone who's spent a lot of time in my early stages with imposter syndrome and therefore chasing qualifications. Mm. One thing that's only sort of occurred to me much, much later on after I got into the corporate learning and development space was that health coaches and, and healthcare professionals in general do not really get any formal training in things like sales, marketing, mm. uh, emotional intelligence, presentation skills, all of that kind of stuff, which are the most basic foundations of building a business. Mm. And it's easy to get lost in your qualifications, which allow you to coach people and help people. 
but those qualifications aren't going to mount for much if, <clears throat> excuse me, if you don't know how to actually build a business. Mm. And so that's the, you know, the key, key thing that I'm, I'm hoping I can start helping people with and bring all of my experience from the health and fitness and uh, holistic health area um, combined with all of my commercial business skills, learning and development training that I've done over 20 years to, to help people. Yeah, I think, I think you have such a wealth of knowledge and experience to share, Dave. And I just wanted to touch on that point you mentioned about the qualifications. Like when I'm teaching the foundational business course that I teach, Passion to Profit, I often see people that are talking, they can't speak the language of their customers and they can't engage because they're so busy studying that they've got all this textbook language in their head. And, and all they can do is kind of regurgitate that language. They haven't actually develop the skills of connecting with people and knowing how to break the ice and knowing how to talk about what they do in a way that makes sense to the audience, not just to their technical mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are two, there are two aspects of being a, a successful health and wellness coach. One of them is the technical aspects that go with understanding uh, human psychology, positive psychology, motivational interviewing, things like the various coaching models, questioning skills, they're the technical skills required to help drive and help someone change behavior. But there are also the technical commercial business skills that are required in order to actually build your own personal brand, mm -hmm. uh, create lead, quality marketing and lead generation programs. And then most importantly, convert your leads into paying clients through understanding the psychology of buying, selling, and decision-making. And that is as much a science as it is an art in itself. The whole concept of helping and coaching someone through the buying process, and then being able to articulate and sell your value proposition with confidence so that you can negotiate on your terms without having to discount your fees. And so that people realize that this is a, a business process which requires you know, both technical and business skills. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that people are so afraid of business? I think one of the reasons why is because if you haven't been formally trained in an area, then it creates uncertainty. And we know through coaching methodology that uncertainty erodes confidence. Mm. And confidence, uh, sorry, lack of confidence, I should say, is what often underpins fear. And so the whole idea of helping people to overcome the fear of setting up their own business is by giving them the right training and the right foundation skills to understand the science of business building. And once people grasp those concepts and once people are able to join things like mastermind coaching groups where they can then network and bounce ideas off each other and combine that with a bit of targeted one-on-one uh, -on -one engagement coaching, it's you see people flourish. And I've seen it time and time again. Give people the right tools to work with and the right support mechanisms and people then flourish and their confidence goes up and their fear um, washes away. Sounds a bit like health and wellness coaching. 
it, it, it is. It is actually absolutely the same principles of health and wellness coaching applied to commercial business strategy. Mm-hmm. And, and it's as simple as that. It's really the 101 of, of, of building a business. Yeah, and actually, as we're speaking about that, it makes me think, how can you try to sell anything that you haven't experienced yourself? Correct. And, and this is one of the, the beauties of, of coaching. We, all, we always say, if you want to be a great health coach, go and get some health coaching. Be the coachee. Mm-hmm. Because it's only by going through the process that you understand how you are navigating through those those barriers and those fears in order to get to a new outcome. And it's exactly the same with building a successful business. Go and get coached and trained. And I always I always sort of dovetail training with coaching because it's easy to get caught up on the coaching side, but it's really, really critical to ensure that you have the right training on board. Do you have the right education and the right knowledge in the first place so that you can then be coached on how you implement that knowledge as it applies to you building a business. And so I always recommend if you want to be great at anything, go and get training and coaching in that area so that you can then really experience that whole throughput. Yeah, I always use that analogy of playing the piano, like you can learn all of the theory of the notes and the music, but it's not until you put your fingers on the piano that you're actually going to start to develop the skill of becoming a piano player. And then And then you're going to be clunky in the beginning and then you're going to need to practice before you can ever make a song, let alone become good at it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Some You, you can't be coached through piano playing until you've been taught and given the basic training in music mm. so it's getting that basic training first yeah upon which you then build the um, implementation coaching and i see that that is a big gap in a lot of the qualification programs through universities through private colleges it's right across the board people go to university as i did as you did as many many people do and they gain technical qualifications, yet they're not given any training in how to apply that technical knowledge in a way which will turn a profit. And that's where that's why we see in the fitness industry, and I was looking at some data recent, recently showing that it only takes, uh, I think, around five years and something, that I, I won't even quote the percentage because I can't remember off the top of my head, but a, a significant percentage of people who gain a fitness qualification have completely left the industry within three to five years because they're taught how to uh, prescribe healthy um, and design healthy exercise programs. They're they're taught all the technical aspects of being a, a great fitness instructor or personal trainer, but then they're sort of, they leave that and it's like, well, where do I start from here? What, what's the next go to? And, and it's that lack of knowledge which then causes, or it's that lack of ability to build the business, which often then leads to stress. Mm. We know that one of the big, biggest sources of stress for people is financial stress. Now, if you're building a small business and you're going in blind as to what you should be doing on a day-to-day basis and how to speak to people, how to negotiate, how to influence how to stand up in front of a group of people and put your case forward, then 
you are going to find that you just can't, can't get the, the financial traction there to start building clients. And then that leads to stress. And we all know the end result of chronic stress. It's physical, mental, and emotional um, health issues. And if you start to have those health issues, that in itself is then going to erode your ability to focus and build a healthy business. So it's sort of like a, a catch-22. You've, you've got to do it all at the same time, be focusing on your own health and well-being while focusing on applying your healthy business commercial skills at the same time. So you become a walking advertisement for your own health, but a walking advertisement for having a successful business. It's, it's such a great point. And, and as I'm thinking about that stress, you know, it really pushes people into that fear or a lack mindset. And, and you know what it's like, they say, as soon as you break up with somebody, it's like you have this nuclear blast zone around you because everyone can smell the desperation, right? Yeah. And then once you're with somebody, everyone wants to know you. And the difference is really your, your confidence and, and how you feel about yourself. I think you're kind of describing that. It, it is. It, it is all confidence. And you've articulated it really, really well. And that is that people are attracted to confidence. Uh, we it, It's almost like a, I don't know, what do they call it? Those neurohormonal sort of essences, pheromones, <laughs> pheromones that we give off. And people find confidence and motivation infectious. And when you find yourself in a situation where you are in the zone, you're in flow. I mean, look at Martin Seligman's work for any of your podcast listeners who are possibly health and wellness coaches or nutrition therapists or dietitians or whoever. Um, you know, we know that Martin Seligman and the, the whole PERMA model and the whole state of flow is about just that inner sense of calm and peace when you're busy doing something that you're completely engaged with. And that is the zone that we really should be finding ourselves in when we're building our business. The last place you want to find yourself building a business is in a position of uh, fear and uncertainty because that is just going to erode your confidence and no one's going to be attracted to someone who lacks confidence and is completely unsure about themselves. Definitely right. And you talked earlier about imposter syndrome. So there's, I guess, if you think about the reasons why people struggle to sell, there is that imposter syndrome first up and then there's this, this stress, maybe a financial stress, physical, nutritional stress, what are some of the other reasons why coaches might struggle to put themselves out there to sell, to show up with confidence? Yeah, look, I think the word, the whole notion of selling, that word, <laughs> that word frightens people yeah. uh, because people, when you, you use the word sell, they immediately think that that means I have to force something that I have onto you in exchange for money. Used car and, salesmen, people often say to me, that's what I think of when I hear that word, you know. Yeah, and, and it's a shame that car salesmen have that because I've bought plenty of cars from really, really, really great quality um, people who uh, show a lot of caring, a lot of concern and have a lot of empathy for their, their clients, which is generally the people I buy from. Mm. And in the program that I go through, I actually have replaced the word selling with coaching. You don't have to sell anyone anything. 
if you have a really, really great product or service, which hand on heart, you know, is beneficial for helping people to lead healthier, happier and more fulfilling lives, you don't have to sell anything. All you have to do is connect with people, which is why a big part of the program I run is all about emotional intelligence and connecting with people and finding out what their pain points are, what their frustrations are, and then coaching those people through the buying process. I, I can honestly say I've never sold anything to anyone. All I do is I is, is try to act with honesty and integrity and produce products and services which I know will help people. Mm. And then I just talk to a lot of people and, and I network with a lot of people and I have really good quality, you know, coffee catch-ups yeah. where I really find out about that person, which is why a lot of what I teach is sort of brings a pr appreciative inquiry into the mix because it's, it's finding out what do people need? And then when I show them and present my value proposition, I don't have to sell it. It becomes clear to them that, okay, there's obviously here a really good match in terms of you being able to help me to help myself mm. get over whatever the issue is I'm dealing with. I don't have to sell that. People are very, very skilled at making up their own mind and sorting through what they know and believe will work for them. And then all I need to do is ask some great questions and then find out, so how do you want to work together then? It's more around me, how do we, how can we work together rather than, hey, I'm going, you know, I'm going to sell you something. I don't, I don't sell to anyone. I just work with people and look for ways that I can help people. And then we look for opportunities to find a mutually beneficial way of working together so everyone benefits. Yeah, it's such a great point. And, you know, people, I, I think I have this perspective which really flipped things for me because I was once in that position of, oh, I've got to sell, I've got to sell, I've got to find clients. It's that language of lack, you know. And then I thought, oh, this is all about me. I realised yeah. that a good sales process is all about them. And then what you're saying is it's, it's coaching. It's Look, being curious and going in with a mindset that it's all about them. Because as long as you're going, can I do it? Will they like me? Oh, what if they cringe at the price? You know, all of those things that people think, all of those what ifs, all of those fears, it's actually all about you. And you're not being a coach in that moment. Absolutely. I never go into a conversation with anyone with any kind of preconceived outcome. Yeah. Uh, people say, well, how do you, you know, do you, do you do, you know, do you buy social media advertising? And I say, no, because the best form of social marketing for me is just talking to people, mm. meeting people, uh, having organic conversations with people. Uh, so you, you don't know, have a Facebook group then, Dave? <laughs> no, I mean, I have, I, I'm on social media, don't get me wrong. And I, I'm a firm believer that everyone should have an online presence. That's mm. the way of the world. You're absolutely mad if you don't have an online um, business presence. But what I'm saying is that I, how I connect with people how, is how I build rapport and build trust. And people buy the messenger before they buy the message. Mm -hmm. People are really 
when, pe when people purchase health or wellness coaching, they're not buying the coaching, they're buying the relationship that they're hoping to have with you because we all as individual human beings, we reach a glass ceiling with our ability to problem solve because of our own self-limiting beliefs, negative mindsets, all of that stuff. So what we're actually paying for is someone to help us to help ourselves. They're not buying the university degree on your wall. They're not buying the institution you got your qualification from. They're buying you, the human being standing in front of them. And the only way you're going to be able to build solid relationships is by being in front of people. Now, the best way is obviously face-to-face -face over a coffee, but even online, you can do it. And that's why in the programs that I run, a big part of what I teach is confidence and presentation skills. Because we know that you cannot build a solid business unless you, you niche in a, into a, an area of expertise that you can own. And once you've found that, then you've got to have that confidence and that charisma and that presence to be able to stand up in front of a group of strangers and lay yourself bare. You've got to have that confidence to back yourself, to, to talk about the, the issues that are affecting people, uh, the common problems people have, and then hang your hat on why you're putting yourself out there as the passionate expert in that particular area. And that in itself, that ability to do that, to present with confidence, to speak in a, in, in a way that connects with the audience, that requires training. It actually requires, you know, mm. to be taught those skills, which is one, once again, it's one of, for me, one of the 101 uh, skills, commercial skill sets of having a small business is your ability to present in front of groups of people and also to facilitate discussion in group workshops. Mm. And uh, yeah, definitely very important. Absolutely. And, and it, I'm thinking also about, you mentioned the niche and how important that is. I see so many coaches who are just trying to publish random tips and facts and people can buy prevention magazine for that. Correct. It doesn't give any sort of cohesive message about your, as you called it, your expertise or your specialty, which is something that elevates your position in the world and, and helps you to stand out. If you're just trying to publish all of this stuff, you won't attract attention and you also won't feel confident because you don't have anything to hang your hat on. So it's yeah. being really clear with that. And then, as you said, that, that that's going to give you the confidence to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And then to go, I know who I'm talking to. Now I need to, you know, and as you said, rightly, you need to have those skills to be able to relate to people and develop winning relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to pick up on something you said because it, it, it's, it's so important. And that is people spend a lot of time, a low payoff activity I see a lot of people doing is just randomly posting things on social media. And I see it all the time. And I, and I think to myself when I see the posts, what, what are they wanting me as the reader to do with that information? Like not saying the information they've posted isn't relevant or isn't, um, you know, isn't good information, but what do they want me to do with it? Why, why, why have they put it up online? Yeah. And I see it all the time. And, and a big part of what um, 
we teach in our programs is that you've got to you've got to allow your vision, your business vision, and your area of expertise and your passion dictate how and what you're actually posting, because you've got to tell a story with your social media marketing. There's no point just posting. I mean, occasionally, yeah, you post a random, you know, uh, quote, or you might post a random picture of a nice meal you've had, but that's got to be in amongst a storyboard, Mm. which is talking to and engaging your client, the client that you're wanting to help. And you've got to be interspersing those random posts with it, with a really clear cut storyboard around what the pain points are, the frustrations, the problems. It's talking about those things that draw people in. People are actually more drawn into a conversation where they're reading about pain points that they can relate to than just reading about a random solution that they don't understand. Well, okay, it might be a good solution, but does that refer to me? You've got to get them, you've got to wheel them in on the the story that they're most engaged with, which is their own pain and frustration. Once you've built that trust and you've built that captive engagement, then you start moving into, well, let's start look at how options that are available for you to start helping yourself. And this is where I think every health and wellness coach should have programs which are a hybrid of training workshops, which provide education and knowledge. And then off the back end of that, you sell your your group coaching programs and your individual coaching. But so often I see and and talk to people and I talk to a lot of health and wellness coaches because I actually, um, you know, uh, part of an organization that actually delivers uh, coaching certification. And so many people I talk to, they say, oh, well, I tell everyone I'm a, I'm a wellness coach. Um, you know, I spent, you know, I'm, what a, does that mean? I'm a nutrition coach. And it's sort of like, well, what does that actually mean? Like, yeah. w- like what, what I don't understand, would I need a nutrition coach? But if you painted a storyboard of the pain and frustration that someone of my demographic might have with, um, you know, their health issues, because I'm not fueling my body the right way then I might start listening because I mean, yeah, that's, that's me. Wow. Excellent. So what can I do? Well, and then you bring in your coaching ability and um, you've got to combine training first and then sell your coaching off the back end of that, um, that training and education. Yeah, the training really gives the coaching context because people have a problem and they don't know what the solution is. And if you, a lot of people are afraid of talking negatively and when I'm working with these students, um, that, that I am with and they're saying well I don't want to focus on the negative I just want to talk talk about the positive but if your audience doesn't know what the solutions are if they're not solution aware or if they haven't linked their problem to a solution there's there's a gap and mm-hmm. you probably would have seen this to a lot of people speak coaching coachinese as they call it they say how do you help people like beyond the title of health and wellness coach oh, well, I help people create a vision and set goals. And, and that's not what you do either. I said to someone the other day, it's like going to the dentist and, and how are you going to help me? And he goes, oh, well, I'm going to get out my number two drill. I'm going to get the pick and I'm going to stick it in your teeth. I'm like, oh, what am I? What's in it for me? And that's what our audience is always yeah. asking. Like, what's in it for me? If you said, oh, I'm going to help you get 
clean, bright, shiny teeth that look amazing. That's what I want. I don't care about the drill or the pick or the floss or the compounding, you know. It actually exactly. sounds a bit off-putting and scary, you know. <laughs> and I think it's yeah. much the same for health and wellness coaching when we start talking about goals and visions and who cares? Well, where you, we're, we're pulling out really technical tools from our coaching toolkit to, as you say, it's like, yeah, the dentist is a brilliant analogy or a, a builder telling you what they do is that I, I know how to use a, a drill set. It, it, it's it's missing the mark. The, yeah. what, what a coach does is they build healthy, productive relationships and provide the right training and education to help another person to be better equipped to help themselves. Mm-hmm. How you do that is, yeah, sure, at some point you're going to help them set a vision for themselves and you're going to help them work out some, you know, smart goals and daily action plans and all of that stuff. But what you're actually selling as a coach are solutions to problems that's that's what we do at where we as coaches where we really earn our bread and butter is by helping people overcome those barriers to change that they just haven't been able to work through on their own and you know I mean coming back to the training piece that you know I, I said that you should always lead with training and education and sell your coaching off the back end of that. That is also happens to be the most profitable part of having a health and wellness coaching business is that if you, where where you can really turn a financially lucrative part of your business is through group education and training programs. And part of yep. what we teach is how to actually do that. Because I'm a learning and development professional, I teach people how to um, design learning objectives, how to, how to design a, a training agenda, all of those technical things that you need if you're going to run a successful half-day workshop or a, you know, a, a VIP day or, or something like that. And once again, there's a, those skills, there's a science to it. There's a structure to it, which you wouldn't be taught just by getting a coaching qualification. Oh, no, it's a whole different skill set, as you say. And I'm going to ask you about that in a tick. But before we go there to just wrap up this episode and talk about what people must master, I think one of the key things is that when you are leading with education, you're painting the picture of the why. People may or may not be in touch with their why, and even your best marketing efforts of posting whatever might not tap into the why, but that process of educating the audience on what their problems are raises the awareness that they realise that they have the problem. They realise the depth of the problem. They get emotionally connected to the problem. And then saying, well, I have a solution, which is, you know, information is great, but you need help to implement. And I think what you do in that, in that space is so important because it actually sets up a really easy process for people to buy. Correct. Absolutely. And that's why I said at the start, I don't sell anything. Mm. I just talk to a lot of people to find out what are your pain points and frustrations? I make my conversations with people all about them. In fact, in the programs I teach, I show a really simple way to just change your business card, the the design of it into a, a totally different way, which is simple, but absolutely generates a completely different conversation. And the reason I did that was because I used to go to a lot of business networking events. And I don't know if you've ever done the speed 
business networking, but it's like, right, you've got, you know. I did one yesterday, actually. <laughs> okay. And I don't know if the one yesterday had where you get to, I don't know, spend two minutes with another person and tell them what you do. And it used to amaze me that you'd get together with someone. It was almost like this, you know, uh, race calling kind of speed of speaking where people were just talking at you about what they do. We do this, we do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was doing that at the start and thought, oh, that is just ridiculous. So I just totally changed around. When I had my two minutes, I'd say, well, before I get into what I do, and on the card, I'd actually have some pain points just on the back. And I'd just say, well, look, just look through those pain points there and point to the one that you think if I could wave a magic wand and solve that problem for you, which one would you pick? Mm. Now I'd get them talking about themselves for two minutes. And at the end, that's okay, everyone finish up. And I go, well, you haven't even finished telling me. Um, do you want to catch up for a coffee? Because that sounds really interesting. Boom. You've just got someone completely engaged with their own desire to find help. Then catch up for a coffee. And once again, I wasn't selling anything. I'd get them talking more and more and more about their problems, their aspirations, what they want. And then even after that, I'd just say, well, listen, it sounds like there could be some synergy between what you're dealing with and, and the things that I work with people. And, and even then I didn't, you know, go for, okay, well, quick, yeah. let's start working together. I'd say, why don't we organize a more formal, you know, strategy session mm. and I'm going to send you through a bit of pre-work and then we can catch up. It's free. It's, it's really an opportunity to, for us to now do a, a little bit more of a structured deep dive. And then from there, I can then showcase a bit more about what I do. And if you feel there's a match or you feel you'd like to do some work with me, we can um, work out how to get started. That was it. That was my kind of, you know, pitch, if you like. And it wasn't even a pitch. It was just an organic conversation. It's a coaching conversation. It was me <laughs> wanting to help someone. Yeah. And it was me just going, you know what? I have all this knowledge. I have all these skills. Why not help people? Because it's valuable. And people will buy it because people have problems they need to solve. And this is where if you can really articulate for yourself why you do what you do, how you link your why to your passion, so linking your head with your heart, and then being authentic and having the emotional intelligence and the people skills to be able to put yourself out there, which for many people is scary. A lot of people don't want to be at the front of a room. No. But let me tell you, when you master that ability to get up in front of groups of people and be the advocate for something, mm. that is when people will be attracted to you. When, you, and, when you're on your soapbox and you're ranty. I, I mean, I think about <laughs> Martin Luther King, right? He didn't yeah. have the internet, but he had a cause and he got millions of people mm. following him. Wonderful, wonderful human being. Yeah. And and that's right. He spoke exactly from his heart. He he his gift to the world. He knew he had to. He knew he had to share it. He knew it was the most important thing for human rights. And he had that ability to become this incredibly charisma, um, you know, charismatic orator whose message was so incredibly important 
at a time where change was had to happen. And, you know, when you think about it and you bring that down from that massive sort of stage that he was on to, you know, the stages that we're on just as health and wellness coaches, the people we speak to are absolutely passionate about their own lives. They're, they're absolutely passionate about the problems that they have and how it's affecting their ability to maybe function or, or participate in the world. And if we can give people that space and that uh, safety to, to share and to be vulnerable and to be honest, then whatever gift you bring is a massive value proposition for that, perp- that person. It's and the rider have- and the elephant, right? It's you, We know that the elephant is, if you think of the switch model, the elephant is 90% of the buying decision or the, the emotion is, and that uh, elephant and rider model is that. You're talking about building the elephant, pointing to the elephant, creating the elephant, and then saying to the rider, hey, well, what are you going to do with that elephant now? Yeah, it's I, I, I put all decision-making around buying my services in the hands of my client. I have absolutely no uh, air of wanting to, you know, make a sale. Uh, I, I just go, look, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, talk to you and, and, and sit down with you. And if you feel this is going to be beneficial and you, and you feel the investment is going to provide you with a significant return on your health and happiness, I would love to work with you. But the choice is yours. Yeah. And, and so, Dave, just to wrap up to this session today, um, what do you think of the, and I guess you've talked about this already a bit, but what are the four things that you have to master if yeah. you want to really nail this and run a successful business and be confident and, and have that sense of conviction about what you're doing, to feel the value of it? Yeah, so the first thing comes back to your own sense of purpose, your own reason why you're really doing this. And I'm not talking about because you want to make money. Why are you bringing this gift of yourself to the world? What's your purpose? How have you linked your purpose with what you're truly passionate about? Mm -hmm. Um, And how are you then going to convert that passion into a profession and what I mean by profession is how are you going to then monetize that purpose and that passion and you know that's that's really the first pillar because if you don't understand at that deep level why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and you can't explain why you're so passionate about it and then you can't turn that passion into a a profitable enterprise then you're not going to go anywhere so that's the first step Mm -hmm. The second step is all around uh, personal, professional development and emotional intelligence. So in other words, what is your own personal learning and development strategy to keep building on your training and education? And that's something I'm passionate about because I'm a learning and development professional. So I understand the importance of ongoing training and education coupled with your ability to communicate effectively with people. Mm. So emotional intelligence, I bring in all the constructs uh, that Daniel Goleman talks about in terms of developing self-awareness, self-management, relationship awareness, 
and relationship management. Uh, reading people, reading the room, understanding that delicate and subtle energy that exists between two people when they're connecting. So that then links in how do you build rapport with people and how do you build trust? Because without that core ability to connect with people at that raw, honest, uh, vulnerable level, I said before, people buy the messenger before they buy the message. If they don't buy you as a person, as an authentic, honest, helpful person, it doesn't matter how many qualifications you have. They're just not going to want to work with you. And health and wellness coaching is a relationship-based business. So that's the second pillar, EQ and interpersonal skills. Mm -hmm. The third one is around your own self-care. So um, understanding and recognising burnout. Uh, And a new term I heard recently, rust out, which I went and researched, and, and I include a lot of it in there because that talks to, once again, getting back to, what you're really about, Uh, understanding how your lifestyle behaviours around nutrition and physical activity can be undermined uh, through poor emotional management, which is what we see play out with emotional eating. So there's a whole section we, we visit on mindfulness in terms of mindfulness around our eating, mindfulness around our physical activity. Uh, So there's a lot in there on rest, recovery and rejuvenation because we know you only have to look at any of the latest research around sleep to know that if you're not allowing your mind, body and spirit that recovery and rest and rejuvenation time, you're going to be behind the eight ball. And how is that going to impact your ability to make good business decisions? So there's a lot around that. And then a lot around functional activity. So not just exercises in, you know, the, the traditional forms, but functional movement. Because as we get older, we don't, we don't have to be able to all run marathons. It's about how do I just bring into my day simple functional activities that I can do as part of my everyday rather than being an additional thing. Um, so we talk about that and there's a whole bunch of other stuff we cover in the, in the health and um, self-care components. And then the final piece is around communication skills and selling skills, communicating um, with confidence, being able to influence and persuade people, um, appreciative inquiry, how to ask really, really sensible, logical, emotive-based questions to get people developing their own self-awareness around their own issues. Uh, Being able to frame your value proposition in a way where you're linking your services and products back to their pain point. Uh, We cover the psychology of buying decisions, the psychology of selling and the psychology of decision-making. Because if you don't understand what drives the decision-making processes of the people who are potentially going to become your client, you run the risk of trying to force something onto them. Mm. And then it just leads to barriers and objections. So we cover that. Um, What else do we cover in that one? Uh, Oh, yeah, a lot about negotiation skills, a critical thing for small business owners. That ability to negotiate on your terms. Mm -hmm. So many health and wellness coaches and fitness professionals and allied healthcare professionals who I've I've worked with over the years 
have said part of the problem is people are always wanting a discount or I'll think about it when you get to price. And usually that happens because you haven't had a robust enough conversation around pain points and linking value propositions. So there's a whole thing we do on negotiation skills and understanding how to negotiate without discounting because you shouldn't discount your your fees because those are your fees that is what you are worth if you discount your on your fees you're more or less saying that i actually wasn't worth what i first told you i was worth yeah and you're training people to think that you're one of those big name chemist outlets or mm. you know low cost bits and pieces shops that that's their pricing model is discounting absolutely you're, tell, you're telling them hey i'm the, i'm that kind of person yep absolutely cheap so they're cheerful <laughs> yeah cheap and cheerful exactly and and no one's pain points are cheap that's the thing i always say the pain that anyone's in at the moment has a cost mm. whether it be financial emotional mental or physical the pain we're in at the moment has has cost us something to get there and that's what people forget as well and so that's a big part of what we uh, we we teach as well is how do you get people putting a price on the fact they've already spent money getting themselves maybe into a situation that they're now not happy so when you overlay that with the fact that your solution can potentially give them years of happiness mm. then whatever you're charging is is nothing compared so to what they've it. already spent getting what themselves gonna, what they're going to save <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. Exactly. So it's this whole mindset that we have around what we're worth. And we, we absolutely cover that and, and help you to shift your own mindset around that. So that when you're talking money, you have complete congruence and complete confidence. There's not even a, a speck of, oh, you know, self-doubt. It's like, no, that's, that's it. And, and that way, once again, you're not selling anything. You're just saying, if you like me, if you can see that how my solution is going to benefit your problems, then, you know, let's just work together. Simple as that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And, and thanks so much for the time today. Um, before we go, I know that we're going to host this event in December and put the link in the chat box, uh, sorry, in the show notes for this episode. Is there any last parting message you want to give to the audience or anything you want to say about who the event is for? Yeah, so the event itself is a is a free keynote and it it's really expanding on a lot of what you and I have already covered today, but there's more structure to it. So there'll be there'll be slides, but really whenever I run any kind of learning and development program, my primary mission is to provide education and value. So if nothing else, by coming to this um, event we're running in December, you're going to find out a whole heap of really useful information. Some of it might be new, some of it might be stuff you already know, but you've forgotten about. And some of it might be things that had slipped to the back of your mind, which um, trigger a thought or trigger an idea and it's those little moments of clarity that we have when we attend something that can be the, the spark which completely opens a whole new realm of opportunities. And so for me, I just love, 
I just love talking about this stuff. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 I just love networking with people. I love sharing. I love education. Um, and that's why I ended up in, in, in learning and development and combining that with all of my health and fitness um, background. Uh, so who's it for? Health and wellness coaches, because that is what I am and I, and I love that industry. I think it's an industry which I really want to see go from strength to strength because it is such an important profession. It's such an important part of what the world needs. Mm. Um, but it's also for anyone, any health and fitness professional who's wanting to, they're passionate about what they do. They're wanting to have a successful small business, which is scalable. Uh, that's important. So what I mean by scalable, a business that you can start, but then get to a point where you don't necessarily have to be working in the business as much mm. because of the way you've structured it. Um, so that's really the target audience that I love working with because I find health and wellness coaches and health and fitness professionals to be really lovely, positive, energetic people. And uh, what nicer clients to have than positive, energetic people. So that's, uh, that's who I want to hang around with. And, and they're the people who I would love to spend time helping and, um, and, and building business networks and friendships with. It sounds amazing, Dave, and thanks so much for your time today. It's been great to catch up and to, for you to share so many valuable points today. Um, I hope people are going to listen to this and then go back and listen again and, and write a few notes and attend the event that, that we're hosting in December. So thanks again for your time. No, absolutely my pleasure, Mel. It's been a real pleasure um, coming onto your podcast. So thank you ha for having me. And I really look forward to December. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always uh, open for uh, contacts. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Insta, all the usual uh, suspects. So I always say feel free to reach out anytime because um, I always love a, a good catch up and uh, yeah, good catch up and a chat. Put your details in in if you don't mind being stalked by a whole bunch of people. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely don't mind at all. Wel <laughs> I welcome it. You might be, you might like it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Thanks again. Thanks a lot, Mel. I'll chat to you soon. Okay. Bye for now. See ya.